Hey everybody, before we get into the show, I wanted to let you know we've got another live show coming up. We will be back at Maya Cinemas on Thursday, May 23rd for Furiosa, the latest in the Mad Max series. We are so excited for this one. Joining me to talk about it, we've got Sam Novak, Shahab Zargari, and Tony Gonzalez. A great lineup. It's going to be an awesome movie. We are so excited to talk about it. So make sure to check the show notes. There are opportunities to win tickets. You could also buy tickets. And we hope to see you there Thursday, May 23rd, 6 p.m. at Maya Cinemas for Furiosa. Right, welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. But today on the show, it's not going to be that kind of format. It's not even an episode of Piecing It Together. What we're doing today is sharing with you guys a special episode of LA Podfidential with host Chauncey Talese, who's been here on Piecing It Together a bunch of times, and I've joined him over on his podcast a few times in the past, uh, mostly for these most anticipated of the year episodes, and we just did another one looking at our top 10 most anticipated movies of 2023. And we used to do most anticipated movies of the year episodes here on Piecing It Together, but once the pandemic happened and all that and release dates got all kinds of screwy, we kind of put it on the back burner. But there's so many movies to look forward to, I thought my listeners would be really interested in hearing some of what I am looking forward to in the new year. So I'm sharing with you this episode of LA Podfidential that we just did. And we both do top tens as well as some honorable mentions. We talk about a lot of what's coming in the year 2023. So I hope you enjoy it. Uh, make sure you check out LA Podfidential wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure you're subscribed to them. Uh, and while you're at it, make sure you're subscribed to Piecing It Together and, uh, you know, support all kinds of independent podcasts. We're all out here just trying to uh, make some entertaining stuff for you guys to listen to. So uh, check out LA Podfidential and let's talk about some of our most anticipated movies of 2023. <music> Welcome back to another episode of LA Confidential. My name is Chauncey Talese, and I write up at the uh, soon-to-be former Super Bowl champion LA Rams or LAFBnetwork.com. It is a fantastic website. Uh, it's, we got college bowl season, so USC and UCLA still have to play. We have that going on. The Chargers made the playoffs, so you'll be getting a lot of good Chargers content in the next few months, or a few weeks, I mean. And a bunch of Rams autopsies, one of which is by yours truly. Um, now, LAFB is brought to you by our good friends at Bet Online. Use promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V, that's for 50% off your first wager. Now, I have a very special episode since the year is coming to an end. I'm being joined, as always, for our biannual tradition, Mr. David Rosen of the PCing Together podcast. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. I'm ready to finish up this year. 
I'm so woefully behind on 2022 movies. It's embarrassing. Like it's been a long year. I like I still haven't been to Pandora. Yeah, you got to get. I know. Pandora. I mean, how can you not go to Pandora? I'm trying, man. It's you got to get hard. James Cameron to that two billion mark. Come on. I I know. Really, if if we don't, um, the Navi will die. <laughs> They're halfway there, from what I've seen. Yeah. Yep. It's 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 doing big business. I mean. I, I don't know how anyone could have thought otherwise, honestly, but I mean, you know, how people are, <laughs> <laughs> I do know how people are. And even when Avatar three is coming around in like what, 2024, 2026, they're still going to say the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, well, two was a fluke. There was all that, there was all that anticipation. Now that they've seen it, three is going to not do very well. They just can't help themselves. That's what it comes down to. Like, I get it. You didn't like it, but that doesn't mean the world didn't. I mean, <laughs> there's so much proof that people did. Yep, exactly. Um, now, as far as um, our 2022 and most anticipated, how did it go as a, in terms of how it played out for you? Did everything live up to the hype? God, I, I honestly don't even remember what was on my, <laughs> my list. Do you remember what was on my list? I feel like some I, things were delayed. I remember Aquaman and Super Super Mario were on my list. And Oh, were, yeah. Uh, I think he, I think uh, – let's see. I had Pinocchio, which, again, I still haven't seen because the universe – um, but I, I went a little wild. I did see, and I liked, I liked it for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't I, like I said, I haven't made it to Pandora. Um, I did make it to Wakanda and I enjoyed it a lot. Um, mm-hmm. but I'm an easy mark for that stuff. Um, you know what? I've got my notes here. I got my notes here. I found it. Uh, I had, I had Banshees of Inishirin, which is one of my favorite movies of the year. Mm-hmm. I had Empire of Light, which was a big disappointment as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> uh, I had the Fablemans, which so did was I. fine. It was, it was good. I haven't um, seen I, it yet. I didn't, I didn't love it, but it was all right. Uh, okay. Avatar, which was great. Uh, the whale, which I'm mixed on, but, um, <laughs> that's what I've heard. <laughs> yeah, it, it's good. It like, I, I'm not in the hated it camp. Like a lot of people, it's just, I, I find it to be like kind of lower end of Aronofsky's films. Um, wow. but even, even with that being said, I still did like it though. Um, and I had honorable mentions for women talking and black Panther Wakanda forever, which, uh, I really liked women talking Wakanda forever. I I'm definitely marvel burned out at this point that's fair so, yeah that's fair <laughs> okay well that's not so bad yeah i mean i again banshees have an issue i'm doing this week damn it like it's sitting there on hbo max i'm carving up the what how long is it it's like what two hours yeah it's it's not a long one it's okay. you can fit it in and it's so good okay cool like it's been the busy season for like my day job so it's been hard to like i just want to be awake you know what i mean mm-hmm Cause I'm like, oh, I could do Pinocchio tonight, but I'm like, oh, but like I'm tired. I don't want to. I don't want to like not like it or like it less because I'm just sleepy. <laughs> Pinocchio blew me away, by the way. It's so good. And I know that wasn't even on my radar when you brought it up on that episode. And uh, yeah, it, it's so good. That made it like two episodes because it was like a, uh, we don't know when it's coming out, but I'm like, but I was prepared for it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, since I'm behind on 2022, I'll get there. But 2023 is just around the corner, which is scary. And since we're no longer really dealing with COVID rules, there's going to be a lot more movies coming out next year. It won't just be like Top Gun for eight weeks and then something in September and then God knows what else in the fall. That is absolutely right. I was like, as I was making my list, I'm like realizing like there's at least two or three great looking movies a month, like for the first like six months of the year. Like there's so Mm -hmm. much coming out and it's very exciting. 
and that we know about. I mean, like there's always going to be something at like Sundance or TIFF or just something sure. or something we're not even expecting that pops up, like like a Barbarian, for instance. Sure, sure. Yeah, that wasn't on anyone's list last no. year. No, <laughs> and it was happened. fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. So instead of doing a top five most anticipated, we're, doing, we're expanding it to 10, baby. We're like the Academy. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I'm very excited. I got so many movies to bring up. And I also might have cheated with a tie somewhere on here. So we'll see. What uh, we don't wait. Ties are fine. We, we don't. I believe in cheating. It's fine. OK, good, good. The more movies, the better, honestly. That's right. I mean, after what, two and a half COVID years of people complaining that they're not that there are no movies. Well, that's gone now. 2023 is loaded. That's right. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's get started. What's your number 10? All right. Well, let's get the the tie out of the way. These three movies would have been Ooh. my numbers one, two, and three. And so I was like, why take up three slots? I might as well just make them number 10 tied together. They are January's Megan, February's yes. Cocaine Bear, and March's 65. Three of the Hell most ridiculous-looking yeah. movies in the entire world. Uh, I can't even believe these are real movies. They just look completely insane. Uh, Megan from the, the writer of Malignant, of course. Friend of the and, show, by the way. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's awesome and uh, looks so much fun. I'm actually seeing it uh, next week. I, I'm so excited. And... Uh, I, I can't wait for it. Cocaine Bear, which mm -hmm. just looks completely bananas. And uh, I, I might have an announcement about very soon, actually, over on Piecing It Together, but I can't say Ooh. it. Again. And uh, 65, which Adam Driver with a laser beam shooting dinosaurs. I, I, I just don't even understand how this is a real movie. I, I've been waiting for him to do one of these kind of movies for a long time. Like, he's built up so much um, I'm a real good actor cred, and I want to see him, like, slum it a little bit, do a little yes. B-movie, you know? Like, yes. Star Wars doesn't count because it's, like, prestige prestige sci-fi. This is, like, junk sci-fi, and I'm all for it because I'm, I'm an easy mark. As you know, I love dinosaurs based on our Jurassic Park episode. Sure, sure. Lo and no one's done a try to do another dinosaur movie outside of the Jurassic Park world. And yeah, yeah, this is what I, it's true. Like, you've Carnosaur in the 90s, but other than that, no one's really taken a stab. Yeah, absolutely true. And uh, it looks like maybe a little bit of, like, Planet of the Apes vibes on it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it, it just – it looks very just B-movie, like B-movie with a budget. And uh, it's it's exciting. I can't wait. And Cocaine Bear is a great pick. I mean, I this could be really big for Elizabeth Banks' directing career because yeah. this just looks like bananas. It looks so crazy, and it's such a great, like, wild story to make a movie out of and to just, like – I don't know. That trailer just – I think we all were excited just off the title, but that trailer – talk about, like, living up to expectations. Mm -hmm. I, I hope the movie just really follows through. It's exactly what we wanted it to be. Yeah. And it's Leota, one of the last Leota performances. Yeah, that's absolutely right, yeah. And then, we'll, oh, and Megan, of course. I mean, that looks again an easy mark because it's a kill, it's a killer doll movie. Yeah. Like, come on! Like, what do you want? Like, it, people, uh, it's dumpyary for a reason, but this looks like good dumpyary. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's another thing. Like, usually you think of January as dumping ground, but I mean, this movie has like some of the biggest buzz I think of. 2023 so far and they've been just killing it with the marketing like that's another like surprise out of nowhere success story of 2022 was smile 
And that part of the reason, I think, was because they just absolutely killed it with all the marketing. And I feel mm -hmm. like Megan is kind of taking a page out of that playbook. Like, they're really just killing it. Yeah, and it's another – It's another. they don't really make a lot of killer doll movies. Like, Chucky is obviously the gold standard. So maybe this will be this generation's Chucky. I hope so. She could be. Mm -hmm. uh, my number My number 10 is also a February movie. It's Knock at the Cabin and Night's New Movie. Nice. I know it's based on a book. I want to know nothing about it. It just it's Batista doing another gear, which I am always here for. I love Batista. Um, so and it, it's what it's a couple. Uh, it's a um, it's a couple. They take their daughter to a cabin, and then four mysterious strangers show up and break in and say they need something from them to stop the apocalypse. Yeah, very simple kind of, very M Night, you know, premise. But also like it, it seems like ever since old, like it seems like. Both of these movies have a like a one sentence premise, like where it's mm -hmm. really visit. easy to just kind of throw it out there. Yeah, the visit too. Like it's very easy to just throw it out there. What this one's going to be about? Of course, there'll be a twist, but at the same time, it's not really about that. It's about more about the setup, and I think that's a, a good look for him. Yeah, and it's also his as it's mostly self financed by him, right? Like kind of like what old was, and everything comes the visit. So it's a one location movie or a couple locations. So it doesn't really have to cross a huge threshold, which is the perfect balance for M. Night. Yeah. And he's just been killing it with his B-movies. Yeah, absolutely. I love like it. Like, you and I enjoyed Old, right? I remember we liked yeah. it. Yeah, and I actually just rewatched it over uh, Christmas break for the first time since the theater. And uh, I, I liked it even more now. It, it really just – it leans so far into just the B-movie thing, and it's, uh, it's just a lot of fun. I know. I can't wait to see what his cameo is going to be. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's got to be like a park ranger or something. Most likely, yeah. All right, what's your number nine? So number nine, uh, we, we already brought it up as something that was on last year's list, but um, Super Mario Brothers, the oh. Super Mario Brothers movie. Uh, first of all, it's coming out April 7th, and it really should be March 10th, Mario Day. Uh, I know. Pissed off that they didn't do that. But anyway, yes, Chris Pratt is bad. And he's a bad choice for Mario. But other than that, everything else about it looks great. I mean, the rest of the voice cast sounds great. The The visuals just look amazing. Uh, Jack Black is going to be so much fun as Bowser, mm -hmm. I think. And uh, it's going to be ridiculous, but I am a Mario guy. I've always been a Mario guy, and uh, I, I just can't wait for it. Yeah, me too. I, I mean, again, I'm not pro uh, Pratt as Mario. I don't understand it. Charlie Day is Luigi. I'm willing to listen. Mm -hmm. um, and then, but Jack Black as Bowser is perfect, and I assume Rogan as um, Donkey Kong is going to work too. Yeah, I would think so. And it does look like they've done enough like homages to different different Mario's. So cool. Like the yeah. like the animation looks cool. Like I'm into it. Yeah. Yeah, it looks it looks really great, and it looks like it's gonna have lots of like deep cuts for the fans and all that kind of stuff. So you know, as far as like IP based movies, like this is kind of uh, this is my version of that. I do wonder if this is as big of a hit as I think it's gonna be. Like Illumination, just gonna go deep into Nintendo for a while. Oh yeah, like Ooh. this could be your gateway to get like, a Metroid movie, Star Fox at all. Like 
I, all the yeah, all the classics exactly so I, I i sit here and talk about marvel fatigue and here i am i'm like i'll watch 10 nintendo movies see like, give them to me i know that's gonna that's that's gonna be the the next phase of it it's like see all these video game movies look at all the possibilities mm-hmm. and in a few years everyone's like god damn it they're doing another like they're doing mario 3 and it's not even mario 3 or whatever Paper mario or, oh, movie. they're yeah. setting up for the super smash brothers movie yeah of course well, I will, mm-hmm. I will, I will look forward to uh, Luigi's Mansion. So, I mean, if they don't do that, yeah, like this, no. this would have to fail hard for them not to do Luigi's Mansion. Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, my number nine, um, despite my better instincts, is Fast X, or is it supposed to be called Fast Fasten Your Seatbelts or Fast Ten Your Seatbelts? Yes, of course. <laughs> it's I, I know. It, I liked nine enough, and I'm, I'm hoping ten. They really just go all out. More than more so than they have. Mm-hmm. Like I want a better story because the Cena stuff didn't quite work for me, but fine. <laughs> um, but I'm very curious to see what they have cooked up because it's allegedly like the first part of the last uh, fun- a part of the series. So yeah. sure, let's see what you have, Vin Diesel. The only guarantee I I have is the Rock's not going to be in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Gal Gadot's yeah. coming back because of course she is. <laughs> like sure, yeah. why not? Uh, Might as well. <laughs> there's been no trailer for it and i am a little concerned that um you know justin lynn left so i want to see uh if it holds together or yeah. it's just kind of like fine they just let vin vin run wild and louis what is it louis leterrier that's that, t- that took it over uh oh you know what i forget i, I think i feel I like it was it was someone like that it was like yeah. a, okay a, a solid studio guy yeah yeah it is louis leterrier yeah yeah i'm like he's probably like fine vin you drive i'll just i'll point the camera yeah yeah, well, it, it'll come up later on my list. But uh, to to your point, yeah, Fast Nine a step back. But um, how how can you not be excited for these movies? I know, and honestly, my threshold for them being good isn't very high. I just really want to see them go. I, I want to see what they do. I'm very curious what their grand vision is. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, number eight. My number eight is a little movie called Barbie, which will be out on July 21st. And, Hell yeah. Uh, directed by Greta Gerwig and starring Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling. Uh, another fantastic trailer. Um, this trailer just absolutely killed all expectations mm-hmm. of what we were hoping it would be like. And uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know what to expect from this movie. Uh, it by all means could just be all wrong all just ridiculous but like it looks so much fun and everybody involved in it is so good that there's no reason to expect that it won't be something special exactly and the production design alone i'm like okay they've they've nailed it like in the little snip that you see in the teaser like yep that looks like barbie that's how barbie world would look yeah absolutely and uh i i I wonder what the story is going to be with this like it it it's hard to so the log line is just that um i think this is what it says on imdb it's it takes place in the barbie world a, a story happens barbie gets kicked out into the real world okay i know will ferrell plays the head of mattel that's right yeah and then there's a whole bunch of different kens like simu lu uh, ryan gosling obviously um i think Sersha shows is going to have a cameo as a different kind of barbie Okay. Like it's gonna be a lot of that. Like maybe a Chalamet can, I'm sure. Mm, yeah, that could be good. <laughs> like yeah. I trust, I I trust Gerwig. Like if you're if you're gonna yeah. do IP, it looks like she really cares about this. This isn't like a paycheck gig. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, yeah, it seems like it's probably coming from the right kind of a place to do something interesting with IP rather than just another IP movie. Like it's got Lego movie vibes to me where it's going to be very subversive. Yeah, for sure. That, by the way, is also my number eight was Barbie. Okay, perfect. Right on. Like I've had it on my radar for a while, but after the teaser, I'm like, oh, she she knows what she's doing. Yeah, absolutely. Plus, right like how often rules? Mm-hmm. It's I just want Gosling to have fun again. Like, is that yeah. so much to ask? Exactly. Remember fun. Remember fun Gosling. <laughs> oh, he was great. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, since I gave my number eight, what's your number seven? Well. My number seven is Fast X. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, like nine was such a step down, but like, it, it, I mean, five, six, seven, eight, I absolutely love. Um, but hmm. yeah, nine just did not work very well. But th- by all means, I I think that they're going to like kind of course correct again. And this is a series that has course corrected before. I think they can make it happen again. And it should hopefully just be, like they're just going so far off the deep end at this point that it should be a lot of fun. And another thing I'm wondering is if, you know, with before nine, they did those fast Fridays where they would show every Friday for like eight weeks leading up oh, to yeah. and have the uh, free screenings of, of the first eight. I hope they do that again. Cause I want to go see fast five again. In the theater, so. I know, but I like nine better than eight though, by the way. Really, I've heard a lot of people say that. I I I loved eight. It's just so stupid, but it's a submarine, I, isn't it? Yeah, the submarines. It's just great, but uh, and then they're like just skiing on the ice. It's like mm-hmm. ridiculous, you know. Evil. I think I think what really hurts eight for me is like when it's like Dom going bad. Like I don't buy that for a second, and I also just really didn't buy um, Shaw being a lot at the cookout. I'm sorry. It's ridiculous. Like that's the one. That's like the one thing I will. I will not stand for. Like the rest of it, fine. You can have magnetic cars. You yeah. can have. You can have Charlie's in a in a hovercraft. Dom has an illegitimate child, which I also semi don't buy, but fine. But mm. you can't let someone who they still think murdered Han come to the cookout and have a Corona. I'm down for all of those things. Uh, but <laughs> no more flashbacks, please. That, that's oh, you're getting a flashback. Oh. Well, when they bring back when the what when Gal Gadot come, when Giselle comes back, I think that's yeah. her name. Yeah, just, they're going to explain it like a five minute flashback and be done with it. None, none of this uh, <laughs> Dom as a kid with his brother and, and their dad and all all that stuff sucks. Oh God, there's I, I, my one worry is there'll be a time jump and like little like little Brian will yeah. be part of their crew. Like that's my one. uh Oh, but I do imagine it'll be like a going through memory lane. They'll bring back all the living villains. Oh boy. <laughs> Although bonus points that they bring back Eva Mendez again, but I don't think so. She's retired, allegedly. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. My number seven is in a similar vein. John Wick 4. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I, be on my list for sure. Yeah. I, it's, again, it's, it's John Wick. It's all I need to know. He's still at war with everybody, but there's more people on his team. Mm-hmm. And that's all I need to know. I really don't need to know anything else. Yeah. I, I just, I can't wait. It's going to be. Cali Berry's back. Yes. Hell yeah. Hopefully the dogs too. I think there was a quick shot of one of the dogs in the uh, yep. trailer. Protect the dogs though. <laughs> you can't do that again. <laughs> but no, I, it's, I've been looking forward to it. I think it was on my list at the halfway mark last year, but then they pushed it to 23. So it's back again. Right. I'm very excited though. Like these movies, they never miss. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Number six. 
So my number six, you already brought up. It's M Night Shyamalan's Knock at the Cabin. Yeah. Uh, just to to add to what we were talking about, um, you know, old was was so much fun. I I hadn't really liked um you know his his last few movies before that i know like each of them has their own sets of of like fans but mm-hmm. um none of them really quite worked that well for me but old really got me back uh, on the m night Shyamalan train and also i really liked the first season of his show servant on apple mm. tv which i i never did continue it once it got <laughs> season two and i think it's season three now but as as a individual season of television it was pretty damn good so i i don't know i'm i'm definitely back on board and looking forward to whatever he's doing so uh this looks great yeah he seems like he's in a better place honestly like he's sort of accepted who he is as a filmmaker who he wants to be as a filmmaker and we're all better for it honestly yeah absolutely all right. Um, let's see. My number six is uh, uh, Wes Anderson's Asteroid City. All right. Yeah. That's allegedly going to show up at either Berlin or Cannes. Uh, so we're finally going to get to see it. They finally released like a log line for it. It takes place in, an, in a fictional 1955 town where there's going to be like a junior astronomy convention. And the cast really has me curious because you have the you have your mainstays, your Goldblums, your Schwartzmans, your Mil- your Murrays. Sure. Uh, but new to the West End, and Cranston's coming back too after being an Isle of Dogs. Yep. Under underrated um, reciter of uh, Anderson dialogue, by the way. Yeah, he's great. Like it's not an easy cadence to hit, but he can hit it. Yeah. Um, but new new to the Wes Anderson repertory company, we got Margot Robbie, Scarlett Johansson, Steve Carell. Rita Wilson and Tom Hanks. It's crazy that Steve Carell's never been in. Uh, he seems like somebody who would be in. I, but uh, but yeah, no the 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 whole cast just looks in, amazing. Like, I, oh, Hong Chow's in it too. Hong Chow's in it also. That's awesome. Yeah, that's crazy cast. That's crazy. like there's a whole bunch of other people I haven't listed. I was like, okay, cool. Like I think Jeffrey Wright's back because he was he killed it in the French Dispatch. Another oh, good reciter of Anderson dialogue. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, like, God. I don't even care, like, what they're doing, but, like, I imagine, like, hijinks will happen. I'm sure there's going to be a literal asteroid. <laughs> that just seems like an Anderson thing. <clears throat> yeah. But it's, I, French Dispatch it was him, like, really getting his groove back. I wasn't a huge Isle of Dogs fan, but, you know, whatever. I get it. Hmm. Um, I want to see what he does because, like, French Dispatch felt like a, like, not a test case, but, like, more of a, more of an experiment. And then this one will be, like, what the experiment yields interesting yeah i i I could see that although iowa dogs i absolutely love but iowa dogs really it was formulated in a lab for me like Uh, it's it's wes anderson it's stop motion animation it's dogs like of course i love i love dogs um i it's 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 amazing but yeah i i there's really no wes anderson films that i i genuinely don't like and uh i i can't wait for this. Now, this is a little bit of a spoiler alert for the rest of my list, but <clears throat> I actually did not include anything on my main top 10 that doesn't have a, like a set date yet. So mm. I did not include uh, Asteroid City, but I, of course, can't wait for it. I They've confirmed it's this year, so fine. You're on the list, Wes Anderson. You get an automatic spot at the top 10. There you go. I mean, honestly, this could be really good for Corel. Like, this is it feels like a kind of a kind of director he needs, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, absolutely. I've enjoyed his his uh, Adam McKay stuff more than most people, but I also think he needs some like a new gear. 
Yeah. No more playing like sad dads. Yeah. <laughs> For uh, sure. Um, all right. What's your number five? So my number five uh, is a movie that we don't have that much info on yet, but um, comes out April 21st and I can't wait. Uh, it's Evil Dead Rise. Um, oh, I'm glad you brought this up. Okay. I don't know any of uh, Lee Cronin's other films. I, I haven't uh, seen any of them. Uh, and I don't really know much about the cast. I, I, I don't like uh, actually recognize any, any of mm -hmm. the uh, actresses that are in it. Um, and of course, Bruce Campbell is not going to be in it unless he has some kind of surprise cameo. But I believe he is on as a producer role. But it's still Evil Dead. And uh, – you know, the Evil Dead films are my favorite trilogy of movies, and hmm. Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness are both of my top 10 favorite movies of all time. So, Hell yeah. how can I not, you know, be excited about more Evil Dead? And, you know, the, I don't know if this will tie in. I mean, obviously, it's set in the universe. That's what they say. I don't know how it's going to tie into the other movies or into the Ash vs. Evil Dead show, but, um, you know, everything about it is something that I just can't wait to see. Yeah, same here. I forgot about that one. Like I saw this morning, I was kind of going through 2023 movies to make sure I didn't miss anybody. And I'm like, oh, shit, I forgot Evil Dead. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, how lucky are we? I mean, Sam, if Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell are producing, I'm very much in. I liked the remake, the yeah, Fede Alvarez one. Great. Yeah. Hell yeah. Great. And I think a lot of fans are a little upset that they didn't just go and make a sequel to that. Um, mm. But for whatever reason, that movie just seems like. I don't know. It's like lost or something. It's like they just can't do it or something. I don't know. Well, I mean, they're an easy reset. I mean, that's Raimi's kind of thing. I mean, Evil Dead 2 was kind of a reset of Evil Dead 1, you know? Sure. Yeah, that's true. Like, it's very malleable, so I don't even care if it's a direct sequel. You can easily tie it in with, like, one line of dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> All right. My number five is Across the Spider-Verse Part 1. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm a huge into the Spider Verse person. I don't know about you. I liked it. It's it's a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. This one looks like they've promised. Like they said originally, it was going to be one long like uh, Avengers Endgame level movie, but they decided, you know what, we want stuff to breathe, and which makes sense because based on the teaser where they show all the different Spider Men that are that are that are coming through the uh, each universe, that makes sense. Like Daniel Kaluuya is going to be Spider Punk. They're having they're throwing every single Spider-Man they can at us. And I, and they're really making it about Miles Morales and his mom, mm -hmm. which I found interesting just based on the teaser. And given how um, really well the f uh, first one hit all the emotional beats, I'm very curious to see how they expand it. Like I'm very, this one has a very high bar for me. Like the animation alone is worth it. Cause you know, all that, the animation that did for Spider-Verse was incredible. Yeah. And I coming back. I think so, because there's a shot of Spider-Noir. I don't know how much uh, Spider-Noir you'll get, but I'm sure he'll be there. Oh, I hope so. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, the first one is, is so much fun. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Of all the, you know, Marvel movies this year, it's, you know, this is at, towards the top. Yeah, I mean, I know it doesn't really count because it's like a Sony Marvel. Like, it's its, right, own, it's thing. its own thing. And I and Schwartzman as the spot, who I assume is the catalyst for everything, because his whole deal is he can go through different dimensions. Hmm. Like, in the comics, he's like the loser and only uses it to rob banks. But, like, he, if he wanted to, he could go, like, travel through different universe, different multiverse planes, which I'm assuming he's the catalyst for everything. All right. But I'm very curious. Not much stuff there. Right. Exactly. Like visually it's going to be stunning and I'm sure the story is going to get me. Yeah. All right. What's your number five? 
So, uh, or number four for me. Uh, oh yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, uh, number four, John Wick, Chapter Four. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I'll just add that uh, you know I like John Wick a lot. The first one, I mm-hmm. thought the second one was okay, not as good as the first one. But John Wick Chapter Three is one of my favorite movies of like the last 10 years. Like I really? love so much and it to me is the best one in the series. So hopefully they can take that and run with it and uh, you know, raise the bar even further. They always manage to keep it fresh and expand the the world in very interesting and weird ways. Like in three, when he has to go to the desert and meet that dude to get the, uh, the, the, what the order, the blood oath thing off of him. Sure. Right. <laughs> it's gotten so ridiculous. And, uh, yeah, I, I can't wait. Me neither. Um, I'm very hyped for it. I mean, Keanu Reeves is back in my life, so I'm happy. Um, let's see. <clears throat> what do I have here? Oh, number four. Of course I have, um, I have Oppenheimer. Okay. Very excited for this one. Um, they got the they showed the the trailer. I mean, I'm sure you saw a, a way of water in IMAX, didn't you? Uh, actually, no. I got to see it at a press screening, so there was no trailer, so I did not get to see the Oppenheimer thing. Oh, okay. Well, they released the trailer. I know, like, the, um, what the Monday after Avatar came out, I'm like, okay, I don't know what this movie's going to be. I mean, I think I do, but with no one, there's always something. And I'm very pro tenant. Um, I'm not sure if that's a popular. It's a it's a mid take, I guess, at this point, because a lot of people are in on tenant. Yeah, I, I certainly like tenant more than uh, uh, Dunkirk. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. Uh, well, with with Oppenheimer, like I'm very curious how it's going to play out. Like the cast is incredible. I mean, Damon Downey Jr. I'm the most excited for because it's like him doing a real movie for the first time in God knows how long. Sure. And then Killian Murphy like finally gets like a huge showcase for himself after being just you know a side Nolan guy for a while, and then not really registering and and on his own in a bunch of things. Right. So I'm very curious what he does when he takes the ball and runs with it. I mean, Florence Pugh is a play, I believe plays his wife. Or is it? Is that, oh no, Emily Blunt does, but Florence Pugh is in it. Right, right. It's like the cast, cast, the cast is dumb loaded. I mean, like <laughs> they showed like a uh, like a snippet of Josh Peck. I was like, oh hey. <laughs> He's in it too. Wow, go Nolan! Yeah, and not? I'm I'm curious what the the gimmick is going to be because there's going to like the visual elements when he's looking at the actual atom splitting looks incredible. Like um, Hoyt is really shooting the hell out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, Hoyt, Hoyt Hoytema is that how you pronounce his name? I'm not sure actually, but uh, but yeah, I mean, but like it should look amazing though. Yeah, the, the cinematography is going to be electrifying. That's going to like the director and cinematography races at, at next year's Oscars are going to be loaded. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm really curious to see what Nolan does because it's a huge, expensive period drama, and I really want to see how this like how this box office does because it's competing with Barbie, and this is part of this is the first thing in Universal's huge deal with him. And if this is a hit, then you know who knows what else we can get. Yeah, for sure. All right, which yeah. number three? Oh, sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say, like, I I'm not a Nolan hater, but I'm not like sure, I'm not super into the historical Nolan. Like I said, Dunkirk mm. doesn't really you know do much for me. I, I'm certainly it, it's it's a Christopher Nolan movie, of course. Mm-hmm. I'll be there opening weekend. You know what I mean? Like I, mm-hmm. I can't wait. But there, there's there's something about it that doesn't exactly get me super like psyched about it but um yeah i mean i'll be there and of course it's such a great cast so yeah 
Yeah. Like there's going to uh, be something to it. Yeah. There's going to be something to it. Absolutely. Uh, but my number three, uh, we'll go back to lowbrow a little bit here. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going with Renfield. Uh, Ooh. April 14th. Uh, Nicholas Cage is Dracula. Nicholas Holt is Renfield. Uh, <laughs> Chris McKay is directing. Um, I, I don't even really know much about the project or what to expect from it. I just know that the Renfield character is just such a great cinematic character mm-hmm. in the various, you know, incarnations of Dracula. And just to get to see Nick Cage do this, um, is going to just be so much fun. I know it's honestly just the production stills of just of him in his uh, Dracula outfit. Yeah, Chef's it kiss. Makes you like it's like it's like whatever the uh, opposite of secondhand embarrassment is. Like the secondhand, just like joy to get to see him dressing up like that, and you know he must just be having so much fun. Yeah, I mean, um, after seeing the unbearable weight of massive talent, I'm like, okay, Cage has reset himself again. Like, even if he's doing something crazy like a Renfield, there's like mo- there's motive behind it rather than you know I got bills. Yeah, like, I'm yeah. really glad he's like diving into some fun stuff again. Absolutely, and uh, yeah, he's been, he's been on a roll, you know, with Pig and and yes. uh, Andy, and you know, he, he's he's doing great work. So hopefully, this continues that. And Chris McKay, it's a level up for him. I really like what he did at the Lego Batman movie. Sure, yeah, no, that was a lot of fun. So you know, we'll see. Is, is this his first feature length live action? I believe it. I believe it's his first live action movie. Yeah, I could be sure. wrong. I'm ninety nine percent sure it is. Okay, so yeah, and so Nicholas Holt. And Nicholas Holt doing character work is the best. Oh, he's like, great. He's like the classic character actor in a leading man's body. Yeah, <laughs> he is great. I, can't I mean, if he that. if he even brings an ounce of the favorite energy to this, I'm like, man, like, oh, cool. Absolutely. Like, give me a trailer tomorrow. Yes, can't wait. <laughs> okay, my number three um, is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. It's the last, it's James Gunn's last Marvel movie. It's the last ride for a bunch of these characters. And they, like the, based on the trailer, I'm like, oh crap, he's going to hit me really hard. Like I can tell, like with, especially like with the rocket stuff, like you're going to get rockets origins, which is going to be very um, brutal and sad. <laughs> I'm like, I'm already prepared for it. He hugs an otter. I'm like, oh no, <laughs> there's <laughs> like, oh no, they're really going to go, go hard on the rocket, on the rocket stuff. I really like the holiday special. I don't know if you saw it. I didn't get a chance to watch it, no. You know what? It's very cute. Like, yeah. it's super low stakes. The music's awesome because it's a gun project. Um, it's really funny. <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, Palm, uh, Palm uh, is great as Mantis. Like, they, it's basically her show. And I'm really glad she's getting way more to do. And she's really funny. And, of yeah. course, Batista, Batista's Drax is always great. It doesn't look like, I mean, fine. The, this is the only Chris Pratt um, role I've enjoyed uh, post uh, Parks and Rec outside of like a movie. So it's his last ride of that, too. Um, the villain looks cool. I like the look of Adam Warlock. Like, it looks like he's going out with a bang. And it looks like um, it looks different than the other Marvel stuff. He gets to live in his own little world. Yeah. Yeah, like it doesn't I, feel I, like they have, they have to set up for anything. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I, I would say of you know the uh, you know the big you know Marvel movies like mm-hmm. this is uh, you know it's, it's probably going to be the biggest one. You know, so it's like mm-hmm. hopefully we'll get some kind of like stakes and you know excitement out of it. You know, because mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like a lot of them lately have just been kind of whatever, and so hopefully it'll. Uh, 
it'll kind of recapture some of that. And like you said, you know, ending the story for these characters, like it's got to go big. Mm-hmm. Like I imagine they'll carry over one or two just to have like in the, you know, on the art in the back burner for, to show up in other things. But mm-hmm. as constituted, the team is, pro- is going to be way different. I'm sure that means people die, you know, and like you said, there's going to be real emotional stakes and it's guns. So there's going to be something very brutal, but also very sweet. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Have you seen Peacemaker, by the way? Uh, funny enough, we did a piecing it together on just the intro, just the dancing <laughs> intro. Um, yeah. I, I actually watched the show. So oh, my God. Very, very ridiculous I, episode. I promise you, you'd actually dig it. Like, it's very yeah. much, there's a whole point to it. There's a clear arc, and it's very clear what he's doing with it. And, like, the, the bad guys they take on are really cool and neat, and the team is fun. Yeah. Like yeah, I was very, so impre- I was very impressed with it. Like it's one of those I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll watch. It's James Gunn. I really like John Cena, and I'm like, oh, this is someone who really understands John Cena as an actor. Okay. And John Cena, like Channing Tatum, um, as well, are both very good at. They understand why they're funny. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. And they're both really athletic and know how to use their body to be funny, and are in on the joke in the best way. Yeah. And that's important for for guys like that. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's no pretension. Like in the first, in the pilot, he dances in his underwear, and it's mm. so fucking funny. <laughs> um, so I'm in. I'm in for whatever James Gunn's got going on with DC, even if a lot of a corner of the internet wants to burn him down. But I don't care. They can go to hell. Um, okay, what's your number two? My number two is Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. I know this made my honorable mentions. I feel bad, but like, I'm, it's like honorable mention. Cause I don't want to, I don't want to fully give myself over yet. There's every chance in the world that it'll be bad. Like seriously. And like, does it need to exist? I don't know, but the trailer freaking rocks and Mangold is great. Like his mm-hmm. last few movies have all been awesome and it's Indiana Jones. So, I mean, if nothing else, when the music kicks in, like it's just going to be just the best experience when seeing that in IMAX, it's just going to be, I awesome. know, I know Mangold's a really good action director. I mean, Ford versus Ferrari was very well done. Logan three ten to Yuma, the, like the Wolverine at all. Like I'm in, like, I want to see it. I want to, but the time travel thing is my only red flag. See, and I, that doesn't bother me because, like, the movies all just have so much ridiculousness to them because of the whole serial B-movie thing. Oh, sure. Or, you know, so it's like I don't mind that. And as long as they pull it off well, which, you know, that is a big ask. But, like, I, I feel like I feel like this is the movie that they would try their best to do it well. You with. would think. Yeah. My, my, my fear isn't so much that they can't pull up the time travel. I'm worried about what it's going to be used for. Like, if it's, mm-hmm. if it's like Ghostbusters Afterlife, I'm going to be upset. You know what I mean? Or it's like, fine, you didn't like the last one. Here's everything you like. Here. Eh? Eh? D.H. Harrison Ford. D.H. Harrison Ford. Well, you you like Young Sala? Here's Young Sala. Like, like playing the hits. Very depressing if that's all. You know what I mean, though, right? Yeah. Like, Ghostbusters Afterlife is like, fine, you didn't like the other one. Here's everything you like. It doesn't even matter if it fits the story. Oh, you want Zool? Here's some Zool. Here's the marshmallows. You like marshmallows? Oh no! Like I, I as hope long, not. As long as it can, like, orga- like the time travel stuff can, like, organically stand on its like own feet, I'm okay. Like that, that's fine. Just don't make it all memory lane. If we get de-aged Harrison Ford running from a big boulder, like, that's oh my god! Oh no! 
Now, I am curious what the logo is going to turn into because they can't yeah. use the mountain anymore. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe a cat. Maybe a castle. Now, now I'm remembering. I saw a really funny tweet. Uh, I don't know who who it was that said it, but it was a picture of of uh, Mads Mikkelsen, and it said he's probably going to end up being the son of the Nazi whose face melts in Raiders. Oh my Star. god! I laughed so hard. You know, you laugh, but <laughs> you laugh. <laughs> oh, it'd be the worst thing in the world. <laughs> I know now. Uh, damn it! Now I'm scared. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, my uh, my number two. <sighs> my number two. So I have my uh, just making sure this is confirming my number two. Yeah, okay. This is important. You got you got to pick the right one. I know it's gonna be Dean Part Two. Okay. I was like, you know what? Like, I'm I, right now. I'm not super hyped for it, but I know I will be. I gotta. Admit, I know this. I, is the... I forgot that this was a movie that was coming out when I was making my list. Like it didn't even cross my mind. There are people in my timeline who are like really obsessed with Denis Villeneuve, so I'm like, I'm aware this is coming out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm aware, <laughs> and I really want to see what he does because I think the second part of the book is like all the action stuff. <clears throat> right. Right. So like, cool. All the all the first stuff was really visually compelling and throat clearing, uh, clearingy. But this is where it's going to be. We're going to let it rip. Yeah, absolutely. I actually uh, rewatched um, the other adaptation of Dune, uh, the the Lynch. <laughs> yeah, the Lynch, and uh, yeah, I mean it's so ridiculous. But um, yeah, all the actions in the second part. So I I think it makes sense that this will be a lot more action packed. This one. And you got Austin Butler and Flor. Is it Florence Pugh that's in it? Yeah. Yep. Okay, here we go. Yeah, they Austin Butler, Florence Pugh, Walken, I believe, is in it. Oh, is he a dad? I didn't know. I, if I'm not mistaken, he's Austin Butler's dad. He's like an emperor. Okay. That's emperor, cool. blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. sure, man. <laughs> I'm down for that. If he's half as fun as like Oscar Isaac was or like or Josh Brolin, cool. Yeah. <laughs> and you're going to get more, but and it's more Batista. Yeah. Like, like his character, I think, gets a lot more to do in the second half of it. And obviously, what the, what Zendaya do, what does as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, by all means, it should be great. It, it should really because that's the biggest problem with Dune was that it was only half the story. So right, like, and it's like the get it, it. It might like similarly. You know, I, I've talked many times about uh, how Alien Covenant is a movie that literally made Prometheus a better movie. I feel like you know, mm-hmm. I feel like Dune Chapter Two could make Dune Chapter One better. Right, and it this seems like this is going to be where all like the Viennuve like cards come out. Like I'm pretty sure. I mean, more Sandworm. I'm mean, I'm pro Sandworm. Sure, sure. You know what I mean? Like I think he has to ride one. He gets to ride one at one point. That's the whole point. Yep, yep. So cool, man. Like go nuts. Like I just want to see what he does. The super duper duper blank check. Yes, exactly. Um, and what's your number one? Number one, I feel like is the only movie that could be number one. I'm I'm curious to see if it's the same for you, but it's Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One. Oh, I made my honorable mentions. Oh my god! I know. What are we, Look, what are we even doing? Hang here? on, hang on, hang on. Here, here's <laughs> my thing. Like I, the Mission Impossibles are ones I really need to rewatch because I like most of them, mm-hmm. but like I I want to love them as much as everyone else does. Like I remember liking Rogue Nation and Fallout, but I'm like, how much did I? Because I don't revisit them that often, and I don't know what it. I, I mean, you know, my wife's not a huge cruise guy, and I'm like, I'm kind of, you know, 
mellow on cruise as well like mm. he's not my favorite but i get it like with maverick i really look i like maverick i wish i had the same religious experience everyone had with maverick i do yeah. but i enjoyed myself i had a good time but i haven't like watched it four or five thousand times like everyone else has yeah yeah well i mean that that's fair and i will say that uh expectations are probably too high for this mm -hmm. movie especially mm -hmm. coming off of the year that uh top gun has had uh so it's going to be very difficult to thread that needle um but that being said the trailer is just i know nuts and those features that he put out the featurettes where he's doing the stunts and showing the behind the scenes are <laughs> just completely nuts and I, it looks incredible and it looks like it looks like a movie like i i know we all made fun of harry styles the movie movie thing but like it looks like a movie and mm -hmm. most of these movies don't look like movies. <laughs> this one does. That's fair. No, I get it. Like, uh, it's all practical. Cruz is putting his life on his on the line for our, for our sins. I get it. Yep. Like it's going to be, it's one of those, I'm going to, I know I'm going to enjoy it, but I'm not like hyped it as much. Cause I'm like, okay, I know what I'm getting. It's Tom Cruise yeah. doing crazy stunts, which is amazing. Don't get me wrong. But yep. like that, there's like that little bit of emotional connection for me that's missing. And I don't know why. Yeah. Maybe it's a crew. Maybe it's a pure cruise thing. I don't know. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because like they all kind of, they all feel like the as good as the action is. They all otherwise feel samey. Mm. In a way, most people like will not admit. <laughs> like yeah, if you ask yeah. them, like what, like what's the difference between Rogue Nation and Fallout? People are like, oh well, Rogue Nation's the one where this happens. Like okay, <laughs> like I feel like. Uh, I feel like always they're always getting burned. They're always like IMF is always like excommunicating them for some such, and they get back in. Yeah. You know, That's like I get it. Up. I know, I know. <laughs> it's it's the same setup, and it's the it's kind of like um, kind of it's kind of like like fine. We have all these action set pieces. We don't care what it's built around. Here we go. Like this is just getting you to the the Tom Cruise doing crazy stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, we do show up. Like, I joke, but, like, we are there to see Tom Cruise do crazy stuff. So, like, it at least they keep doing that. I know, and I do think it's, like, his big uh, – this, part two, and then that space movie he's doing with Doug Liman or his big hurrahs. And then maybe he goes back to doing smaller stuff. He says he wants to do, like, a musical with um, with Macquarie and do some, like, other, like, other types of things. So, okay, I'm, ex I'm excited for that. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's still an honorable mention. I don't know why. It's just there's an emotional piece that's missing for me. All right. Well, what do you? But I get. One? I mean, Killers of the Flower Moon. What else could yeah. it? It's Scorsese. Like yeah. I, I know there isn't a date on it, but like it's coming. Yeah, that, that's like why it, the, the whole date thing is the reason why it's not on my list. Otherwise, it would be right up there. At the like top for it's me. showing up at Cannes. Like lock it down. <laughs> like I, because Marty likes to do can, like, premiere stuff at Cannes, and that, that's what it's going to be because it's got to be finished at this point. That's why they yeah. punted it to this to this as a next year, I should say. I mean, the cat like De Niro, Jesse Plemons, uh, Brendan Fraser, DeCap or uh, yeah, excuse me, De Niro, Fraser, uh, Plemons, like they're all in it. They're all solving. They're all solving a mystery. Um, it seems like it's going to be a way bigger movie than that. I mean, I haven't read the book. Yeah. I heard the book's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but fantastic, they have been, fantastic, and uh, there, there's so many, so many good people. Even the smaller roles, and like, it's just uh, by all means, it should be, it should be amazing. Yeah, exactly. Like, and I really because it's, it's of course the budget's like uh, north of two hundred million, yeah, which is a little ridiculous. But I mean, 
I want to see where it goes. These guys, I think that they're kind of smart because, you know, we could talk about business and we're going to, you know, Mm -hmm. box office and things like that. But these movies, they're going to keep making less and less money and the budgets are going to keep getting smaller. So he might as well get it while he can. Yeah. And it's it's like the how many movies does he have left in him? Much like the Spielberg conversation this year. You're like, yeah. you know, they're both, you know, they're both north of 75 years old. Like, let's, you know, how many more do they give them all the spectacle they can? Like, they've earned it. You know, yeah. they're the lions of cinema, all that good stuff. For sure. Like, I'm very excited for it. I mean, this could be a big level up for Jesse Plemons, who I've loved in everything. Yeah, absolutely. He's so great. I mean, I bought my bought my stock when he was still Landry. <laughs> He's awesome. All right. all right. What were some of your other honorable mentions? So the dated ones I'll read first. Uh, okay. I've got Infinity Pool, which will be out January 27th. That's the new uh, Brandon Cronenberg. Oh. Uh, very excited to see what he's got cooking up. His other movies have been insane. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, as I think we've talked about before, my favorite Marvel movies are the Ant-Man movies. And even though the trailer for Quantumania is kind of terrible, um, I <laughs> still can't wait. Uh, Asteroid City was on my list, which you uh, you had already brought up. Wonka, which... Yeah, I'm curious know. about that one. Yeah, I mean, I do like Timothy Chalamet, so maybe. Um, I really don't know what to expect. Uh, and then, of course... Well, the Paddington guy, right? Uh yes, I believe so. Yeah. Kring? Paul Kring? Yeah. So Okay, sorry. Yeah, so we'll see. Maybe, you know, maybe they'll pull that together. It's always hard with remakes to like, you know, to really be too excited about them, but um maybe it'll come together. And then uh Aquaman 2 was on my list last year, so of course yes. it's on my list. Um, a few others that I had written down here uh, that'll just kind of blaze through real quick. These, none of these have dates, so that's why they weren't really in contention. But uh, mm-hmm. I was thinking about them while making my list. Uh, Bo is afraid, the new Ari Aster film. Mm-hmm. Uh, the killer, which I don't know if that's actually happening in 2023 or not, but I think it is. Adventure. Yeah, they say it is. Hopefully, uh, Maestro, the Bradley Cooper's next film. Um, you know, that screams Tiff to me. Yeah, yep. probably that would make sense. Uh, Maxine, the the third in the X and Pearl series. Oh yeah, uh, that could be something special. We'll see what happens with that. Uh, Night Bitch with Amy Adams. Uh, Forgot about that one. I don't really know much about it, but it sounds nuts. Whatever it is, and then. Uh, just to placate the nerds out there, Rebel Moon, the new uh, Zack Snyder film. Um, nah. Netflix just giving him a whole bunch of money to to do something completely original. And uh, I, I'm hit or miss with him. And, uh, you know, we could say what we want about the fans, but uh, his movies can sometimes be fun. I mean, I hope so. I wanted, um, what was it, um, Zombie, what, the, what was it called? Army of the Dead, which was terrible. thank you, Army of the Dead. Yeah, it was like I want like the premise seems so much fun, but I somehow he made it not fun. Yeah, he, um, he a couple absolutely f- blew it on that one. A couple for me, Furiosa. I'm very curious to see what that's going to look like. Oh yeah, for sure. I see that's another one I forgot. And uh, Three Thousand Years of Longing is one of my favorite movies of this year. So mm-hmm. no, I know. I mean, I'm glad George Miller just get, keep they still keep giving him money until they stop. I'm I'm in. Um, let's see. Some of mine, yeah. I, uh, is Night Bitch a Mario Heller movie, by the way? I forgot who's directing that. You know what? I think you might be right. 
I don't know how I pulled that one up, but I, I remember being her because I'm like, oh, that's a new gear for her. Yeah, seriously. Um, let's see. I also had I also had Quantumania. I'm really excited for the Jonathan Majors onslaught we're getting because Creed three he also looks pretty good in. Oh sure. And his King the Conqueror is going to be like one of the big Marvel villains going forward. And um, I know you probably didn't watch Loki, but his um, that his introduction on Loki was really cool, and I'm like. Oh, yeah. this is going to be a very fun character. It's not. I actually just watched the episode that like that oh. final episode just to like be like kind of caught up on him. And and I do love him as an actor. So. So, yeah, last, I'm excited. Last Black to see in, what he does. Yeah, I know. Last Black Man in San Francisco. Right. But oh, that was man. a good. Yeah. Like I'm Amazing. between that. Uh, yeah. Between Ant-Man and Creed 3, I'm very in for the Jonathan Majors takeover. Absolutely. By the way. Yeah, you're right. Mariel Heller is doing Night Bitch. Man, my memory is good. I I thought it'd be fried at this point, but okay. <laughs> um, no hard feelings. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence's upcoming movie with uh, Natalie Morales and uh, Matthew Broderick. Um, okay. I'm not a huge Gene Sadnisky guy, like, but I'm very intrigued by the premise. Like, uh, she and this movie actually. She so Jennifer Lawrence. It's uh, sort of in the vein of Bad Teacher. Like that's the the writing and directing team that are doing it. So your mileage may vary. But Jennifer Lawrence answers a personal ad uh, for a mom asking to, to date her son before he goes off to college. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming she's going to be a scumbum. Okay. Which, fine. Like, it's one of those, I'm listening. I'm, <laughs> I'm willing to listen. Uh, let's see. Think a Maestro was on my list, too. I want to see what Bradley Cooper does. I'm worried about uh, some of the pitfalls that it could stumble into, um, especially with how thirsty Bradley Cooper is for an Oscar right. after being, um, what, 0 and 8 for his lifetime. So, And then all the old age makeup, I was like, hmm, okay. Uh, like I'm, got it wrong. I know. I, yeah, I know. He should... They, First of all, him not being included on Best Original Song, even though he won a Grammy for the same song, is ridiculous. But that's a whole other thing. Right. That should have been. Yeah. But he should have won Best Actor anyway. But anyway, I'm hoping this isn't like Bradley Cooper flying too close to the sun. You know, (laughs) like it it seems like he's in heat check mode and I'm very scared he's going to miss the rim. (laughs) Um I'm very curious about Elemental, which is a new Pixar movie. I'm always I've got a season pass to Pixar. Like they've been killing it the last few years, especially. Uh, like I really like Soul. I really love I love Turning Red. Turning Red's still in my top ten. Oh yeah, it's great. Mm-hmm. And my final honorable mention. Let me just make sure this is still coming. Oh, Aquaman, of course. I mean, you and I are very much pro Aquaman people. Yes, absolutely. Along with Shazam too. That looks very cool. And it's really funny that um, The Rock spent so much time trying not to be, not to have his character be in Shazam, and they just kicked him out. Poor The Rock. Uh, he did it. He brought it on himself. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I'm I'm pro Rock. I, I've been pro Rock since I was eight years old. But yeah, damn it, Rock. <laughs> <laughs> why, um, why would anybody make that their passion project? I I don't know. That's the thing. Like I I don't understand why it was. Like I got why like Deadpool was Ryan Reynolds's passion project. Like that made total and complete sense to me. Even if your Deadpool mileage may vary, like you at least understand that you could see that he cared. Yeah. You know. Um. <laughs> uh, my last one. I actually am very curious about the Marvels. Um. I really like the Miss Marvel show in Disney Plus. Mm. Um. It like it was a really good high school show. And um, I like their Miss Marvel. I like Nia DaCosta getting to do a huge big budget movie. Mm-hmm. Like 
I mean, her Candyman movie, you know, it was it was what it was. But I'm very curious to see what she can do under the confines of Marvel. Yeah, and it's going to be a, co- a huge cosmic adventure. I heard there's a huge musical element to it, which okay, I'm I'm listening. Okay, and I think we're underrating this. Yeah, like, it's going to be a huge cosmic adventure because there's going to be a lot of um, like dimensional shifting. Because at the end of Miss Marvel, they trade places, and then there's the other. Then there's uh, Monica Rambo from the WandaVision show. Like she's also a she's also a Marvel. Like I'm, I'm, a li- bit- I'm a little worried that uh, now we're getting to the point where I know I haven't watched these shows. Like I'm, I don't know any of these. You don't need to. I mean, Miss Marvel, I recommend just because it's very cute. Yeah, like it's it's, it's only six. I know, I know, I know. So I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> like yeah. the actress is really good. Like she's one of those. She pops. Mm. You know what I mean? Like you're like okay. Like there's something here. Yeah. So fine, I get it. Um, <laughs> but I mean, for me, I'm just like okay. I'm, it's a. It's an, I'm willing to listen. That's why you're in honorable mentions. Yeah, for sure. Like I'm. Wi- I'm willing to at least see your trailer, and I'm going to probably be there. Yeah. Um, all right. What's your? Do you have any big, um, any big bold takes for this year's bo- for next year's box office? So I was thinking about this because, like, I'm not really a box office predictor guy. Like, I never sure. even really think about it. But I guess the thing, like, looking at this list of movies that we just discussed, and uh, just kind of trying to think about where they're going to go, my my biggest prediction is that 2023, unlike 2022. It's going to be a more well-rounded and healthy Mm -hmm. box office, whereas we're not going to have just one Top Gun Maverick, and then at the very end of the year, we'll also get an Avatar, and like that's it um, as far as like big, giant successes Mm -hmm. are. But we might not have that many things that get even close to those successes, but we'll have a lot more things that are all successful and maybe – uh, overperform a little bit. Um, I think even in the first month of the year, with something like Megan, we might right off the bat see something that overperforms. Like, and we'll we'll see week to week, month to month, the box office doing okay, which is better than it's been doing lately outside of Top Gun. Mm-hmm. That's sort of my, along the lines of my prediction. Like, I don't know what the highest grossing movie of next year is going to be. If I were to venture a guess. Like my big three contenders would be Indiana Jones, assuming it's good, mm-hmm. Spider Verse, and um, Mission Impossible. Yeah, and I would actually, I'm a little less, I'm a little more nervous about Indiana Jones. Like me too, yeah, but I mean, I, and, I don't know if young people care at all. Like you know, and old people just want to watch everything on streaming. So I don't know. I think Mission Impossible will do great, and I think Spider Verse will do great. Um, and if not Indiana Jones, Guardians three, just because there is the this is the last run factor. Sure, yeah. Like in the, that franchise specifically has built it up built up enough equity, especially after the holiday special, which again is only forty five minutes of your time. Like I, I, I highly recommend it. I, I promise. Like it's not the normal Marvel; it's their one shot kind of thing. Like well, I'd, watch, um, I'd watch that before the other shows. So. The Wolf one, the Wolf one, you'd like to because again, it's like it's one the one contained story, forty five minutes of your time. I did watch that actually. Oh, okay, World by Night. Okay, this is like that, but like it's it's a it's a pure holiday special. Like it feels like something you would have watched as a kid. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like and Kevin ba- and Kevin Bacon rules in it. <laughs> nice. Well, that's like that's, that's the whole that's plot. They to get me in. They want to. Yeah. Ki- they Drax and uh, Mantis want to kidnap Kevin Bacon because they know Peter Quill. Like he's Peter Quill's hero, and they mm-hmm. feel that he's been down in the dumps during this holiday season. Yeah. 
Like that's your premise and it's gold. And Kevin Bacon's very much locked in. What if anyway. Transformers Rise of the uh, Beast becomes the biggest blockbuster of the year? That'd I mean, be, that'd be something, huh? That <laughs> I know it's one of those. I saw the trailer. I'm like, you know what? Like maybe, <laughs> but I don't know. Like, I think it'll open huge. So that sort of what gets to my prediction though, is I think a lot of the box office angst will dissipate this year. Yeah. Cause like every, my, my God, like I know you're not, you don't want, you don't follow box office, but like every weekend, I'm sure you noticed like, it was either like we did it, we saved cinema, we're back, yeah. or like oh my god, like our theater's dead. Yeah, like there was no in between. And even yeah. when something does well, it's not doing well enough. Like Wakanda yeah. Forever, for instance. Yeah, we're like it's not a bad thing, gross at all, but at the same time, people are like oh my god, like um, if this can't if this can't crack a billion, like what will? Like oh no, like the I think because you'll have a lot more weekends where there's stuff in between the big stuff. Yeah, you know. Like you won't have a weekend or you won't have a top gun. And then the only thing you have in between that is Thor and then nothing till November yeah, or October. I think because it'll be more, more well-rounded, as you say, it's going to be, be a lot healthier, a lot more hundred million dollar grocers, a couple surprise hits that we're not, we don't see coming, you know, um, big name directors will have big, uh, bigger box office returns than, than this year did. Yeah. That's what I'm guessing. It's going to be, it's going to be more well-balanced a lot. Uh, the top 10 will be a lot more varied. It won't be all Disney. Although don't sleep on little mermaid. I have a feeling that's going to be huge. Unfortunately. Yeah. Like I, that I one's, think, a... I think it could, all those movies are even the lion King. Like we, we all love to like trash it, but like it made $500 million domestic. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know anyone that's seen it. Yeah. Like it really, it feels like a movie. Like I don't know where all these people came from, but they, somebody, somebody did watch it. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, don't like honestly. Little Mermaid's like one Super Bowl trailer away from everyone being like, "Okay, yeah, we're in." Like once they show you actual footage of it, not me. Like I'll see it begrudgingly, but you know, that's that does feel like a oh, that made a billion dollars. It's insane, absolutely. Crazy. Yeah, hey, exactly. Hey, I, I got another honorable mention to throw in. Oh, I completely forgot about this movie, and it just popped in my head, and I just looked it up. Mm-hmm. The Bike Riders. The new uh, Jeff Nichols film. <gasps> uh, Jeff Nichols' is movie next year? He has a new movie. It stars Austin Butler, Michael Shannon, Tom Hardy, and Jodie Comer. <sighs> oh, my God. What's the, what's the log line? Uh, it is – it follows the rise of a Midwestern motorcycle club through the lives of its members. Okay, cool. Where's my, where's my ticket? Where can I buy it? Yes. Seriously. <laughs> uh, I, I can't wait. Okay, I'm excited for this this year's slate of movies, and because there's going to be a lot of cool stuff that we don't see coming either, and I'm Absolutely. all for it. Like, there's going to be some, a couple things in there that sneak in, like, oh my god, how did we not even see this coming? Yeah, um, absolutely. All right, where can the good people find you? Well, they can find piecing it together uh, on all the major podcast apps and at piecing pod on Twitter and all the socials and piecingpod.com is the website. And uh, you can find my music uh, by davidrosen.com. When this comes out, I actually have a brand new album coming out. Uh, it's called more content and it's, uh, it's out. December Congratulations. 30th. Thank you very much. And uh, very excited about it. Uh, 16 new songs. I got a few music videos on the way from it. And uh, yeah, people can check that out anywhere they stream music or check out the limited edition CD on my Bandcamp. And what do you have coming up on piecing it together? 
Oh boy. Well, of course, you know, top 10 episodes doing top 10 films of the year, top 10 uh, first time watches of older movies and top 10 scores. But then I also have uh, Babylon just went up today. I have an episode on Broker, an episode on the menu still coming. Oh, I can't wait to see that next week when it comes on Max. It's fun. It's very fun. And uh, talk about movies that just kind of come out of nowhere. How was Babylon, by the way, just real quick? Because I was really hyped for that. And I'm very scared I won't get to see it in theaters because it'll be gone. I love Babylon. And it is such a love it or hate it movie. And mm. so many people hate it so much. Are you a La La Land fan? Yeah, I wish the songs were better. But overall, I liked it. Okay. I mean, if you like La La Land, I think you'll like Babylon. Um, I have a feeling that most of the people, whether they say so or not, that hate on Babylon also didn't like La La Land. But uh, yeah, hmm. I, I think I, as a as a lover of movies and the history mm-hmm. of movies, I, I just think it's so great. And it's really sad that it was Margot Robbie's fault that it didn't do well. <laughs> <laughs> God, I hate the internet. <laughs> Uh, stupid all right david thank you for being on my show i can't wait to do this again in the summer when we do the back half of the year after we've had a chance to assess what the 2023 early slate is yes absolutely looking forward to it all right man you have yourself a wonderful night and a very happy new year So I hope you enjoyed that conversation over on LA Pod Financial. Uh, make sure you're following LA Pod Financial at LA Pod Financial on Twitter. Also, you can follow Chauncey at Big Chance sixty four on Twitter, and I've got links in the show notes as well, so you can uh, make sure you're following them and uh, subscribe to their podcast as well. It was fun doing that, and uh, you know I guest on a lot of podcasts and i don't always do this where i you know reshare the episode here on our piecing it together feed but i thought you'd all want to hear about some of these movies that are coming out in 2023 if you ever want to check out all of the podcasts that i do guest on go to piecingpod.com our website and go to the link section and i keep a running list of the many many podcasts i have guested on i did 24 in 2022 i already have like three or four scheduled for this year alone in January. So, you know, I'm constantly out there. If you're listening and you want me to guest on your podcast, get in touch. I'm always happy to do it, especially if we're talking about movies or music. But uh, yeah, make sure you're following all the socials. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Drop a five-star rating. Uh, You can also check us out in our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, where we continue the conversation about all the movies we talk about here on the show. And I'm sure we'll be having plenty of fun little conversations and debates about some of these 2023 movies. And uh, other than that, let's play this thing out with a piece of my music. As you know, I just released a new album called More Content, and I'm going to play a piece from More Content right now. Let's go with the song called Boiling Point. This feels like a good one to go out on. So, yeah, this is Boiling Point from the new album, More Content, which is available limited edition CD over on Bandcamp. And also, of course, on all of the streaming services, Spotify, Apple Music, all that stuff. So check out more content. This is Boiling Point. Hope you enjoy it. And we'll be back with more Piecing It Together real soon. 
an All Points West production, produced by David Rosen in Las Vegas.